Blog Talk Radio.
Okay. Wanna let me watch another episode on I don't know if y'all could hear me. I, I don't. I'll start over. Again, I want to welcome everyone to another episode on this blog talk platform. It's the Five Stone Network. Sorry about that delay there. Um, but what y'all think of that song? That was by Ron Cannoli. Ron Cannoli is a uh, profound praise and worship leader. And uh hope y'all was blessed by that. Uh, but what do y'all think of that message, though? My goodness. Whose report will you believe? Um was getting ready to come up after that song. I thought I had put out the, I thought I was playing the version that where they go into whose report will you will you believe. So that was a little the shorter version, but nevertheless, it was still a powerful, powerful worship song, and I'm glad I thought to put him out there. I'm gonna be playing more of Ron Cannoli coming up, folks. Tonight we're dealing with the myth of white supremacy or our world's covert ruler religion. I kind of have changed that topic. That the title, and to uh, shorten it a little bit, and I got more to the point. Now we're going to be calling it in the future the lives of white supremacy or our world's ruling religion. Just to make it a little shorter, again, the lives of white supremacy or our world's ruling religion. This is a book that uh, I'm writing, and um, and I thank the Father for the mind and the spirit to do it. Um, try my best to do as much as I can in, in, as far as being obedient in writing this book because, folks, I tell you, uh, this is something that I really and truly that um, you just can't find information on. I mean, it's just not very many people talking about white supremacy. So um, the way it should be talked about anyway, um, uh, uh, in other words, Speaking about how it is truly a religion That's the first thing You're not going to hear that in a lot of your churches No disrespect to the churches that are doing a great job um, uh, in, in many areas But this is one area where a lot of our churches Are not talking about uh, One of the things our churches are not talking about And that is white supremacy uh, They talk about racism all the time But they don't talk about white supremacy And what's the difference? When you talk about racism, you kind of just blow it off as we need to love and, and just kind of skate over everything about just saying that. And that's nothing wrong with just saying we need to love. That's that's nothing ever. Brother Seth is never going to come against that, okay? But <laughs> it's just not this simple because a lot of our uh, so-called, because I don't believe in race based on color, groupings of people based on a color, uh, but uh, whom the world call white, the world called black would just use those uh, uh, those tags because they are real tags, but they placed by man and restricted by man, not by the Most High. But anyway, those classified as whites, a lot of them love us. A lot of them love us, and yet we get this oppression. Uh, oftentimes, when they feel superior to us, they are, they don't do us good. They don't. They don't mean us well, uh, even when they mean well. In other words, brothers and sisters, just because somebody love you don't mean they can't hurt you. Just because somebody love you don't mean you're not getting their very best. And you may be getting their very best as far as what they know, but it's not. Uh, it, it, it still can hurt you. Okay, what people don't know in dealing with you can hurt you. 
when people don't know your true value and they're dealing with you, they can hurt you. When people don't see you as their equal and they're dealing with you and making policy and uh, managing you, they can hurt you. A lot of us are hurt by people that love us. So uh, tonight's show, we're going to be talking about that, uh, something called white supremacy and uh, people that are full of it. And it's not just white people. As a matter of fact, the main thrust of the show or purpose of the show is to uh, uh, wake up people to the understanding that it truly isn't about white people as far as them being the culprit. Uh, white supremacy is a philosophy believed by anyone. And this notion that only white people can be white supremacists are they're the worst ones with it. I don't know about that. I don't know if I believe that. I think any human being that buy into white supremacy are equally dangerous. I don't think because a person has white skin and they believe in white supremacy, they are more dangerous than a black person that believes in white supremacy. I think any philosophy uh, that is outside of the realm of the will of the Most High, Yah, who we call God, many call God, I call him Yah because the Bible talks about his name being Jah, and as we know, there was no J, so we say Yah. While I'm at it, I believe in, in Jesus, and I say it as, as many times as I need to make people feel comfortable. Uh, but we know there was no J in the Hebrew, but I still respect those that worship and honor that name and trying to live according to the person who that name is about. But I called him Yeshua, or Yahshua. Or sometimes I just say Emmanuel, okay? So don't be alarmed when Brother Seth say Emmanuel or Yeshua. Or just sometimes I just say the Messiah to shut all this rhetoric up about the name. Because, again, most I know who we're talking about, and those of you that's really stuck on that need to grow up. But to be honest, many people mispronounce your name. You answer to them, and a lot of them you call your friends. So, brothers and sisters, let's grow up a little bit where the name is concerned. But again, I'm Brother Seth, if I didn't mention already, and I am the founder of the Five and Soul Network. And tonight, again, we're talking about a book that I'm writing. Uh, I've been writing for some time, might I add, but that's okay. Keep praying for me. Keep praying for me, brothers and sisters, that I can get this book out because this book is dealing with spiritual warfare, just like Ron Canoli talked about in the early part of the song, uh, the short version of uh, High Places there, uh, because truly, truly, we are dealing with wickedness in high places, just like he said. And, of course, when he, went to, when he talked about going up and the music picked up speed, don't trivialize that whole song. It's not about going up and the music getting faster, and that's how you go up. No, those are very well-taught individuals in that church, and I can tell you it's a lot deeper than just the music speeding up and then clapping and getting more into the praise. It's deeper than that. It's, it's declaring things over your family, declaring things over your body, declaring things over your mind, declaring things over your spirit, declaring things over your future, declaring things over your, your spirit, just speaking uh, uh, what the Father would have you to speak over your life and, 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 and taking authority, which is rightfully ours, to take over the enemy. And so this is what they mean when they say going up and let's go up now and then the music picks up. Of course, you're singing, yes, you're singing louder and faster, but, you know, the teaching behind that is let's get serious about our de declaring, start envisioning, 
your rightful place and, and, and your body healed and your kids serving the Father and your government and all the things that Ron talked about in that song. Again, um, powerful song to open up this show. Uh, maybe I'll play to the break. But brothers and sisters, again, uh, tonight is, is a very serious work I'm doing. And I really appreciate uh, uh, you tuning in tonight. And I ask you to really, really have an open spirit, open heart. Not that you want to be vulnerable to, to, to just any old, um, as the scripture talks about, in the latter days people uh, uh, having itching ears. This is not a time to have itching ears. It's not a time to bash any people. If you want, if you think or feel at any time I'm bashing white people, you're not hearing the show properly. Because that is not the goal, the aim of this show, okay? Matter of fact, white people, if you listen to the show and you feel uncomfortable, you're not listening to the show properly because that is not my heart. My heart is not to aim at any people, okay? I do believe that so-called white people benefit from white supremacy and white privilege. Sure, I believe that. But I don't think they authored white supremacy. White supremacy was authored straight out of the bowels of hell. I can prove it. I can prove it. I can prove it. I can prove it. Because before Europeans got a hold of white supremacy, the doctrine created by Satan, guess what? They idolized Africans. They really did. Because then it was common knowledge that Africa, called by something else then, was literally the cradle of civilization. And they saw dark skin as superior and Africans as superior. We'll get up into that a little later on as the book progresses. What I'm trying to do with this, with these shows is to talk as though I'm writing the book uh, or uh, uh, write the book out loud or Read the book that I'm writing out loud over the air and call it a blog show, basically. Now, I may not be reading word for word, but pretty much the topics that I'm talking about, the topics I'm picking are straight from the book. The Lies of White Supremacy are our world's covert ruling religion. And speaking of which, I want to talk about that title because, I, like I said it earlier once, but I want to hit that a little harder. I change it from the myths of white supremacy or our world's covert ruling religion. Two words I change. Myths, you know, a myth is a lie, pretty much, and covert is what's hidden. Those words sometimes kind of can the myths can make the myths can make you think of um, kind of put put it out there. I just want to use the word lie for just for lack of time here. I'll just say it like this. I want to use the word lie because when people are, are harmed by white supremacy and they found out the truth, oftentimes they don't say, you know, I was fooled by myth. By myth. They say, I was fooled by lies. I was told lies about our, our, our history. I was told lies about Christ. I was told lies about the Most High. They don't say myths. So I, you, I've uh, exchanged the word myth uh, the word uh, I removed the word myth from the book, from the book, and we'll be naming it the lies of white supremacy, or our world's ruling religion. I dropped the word covert because 
it is a secret. It is pretty much a secret. But I felt covert was making the sentence a little longer. And a lot of times long titles don't go good for many reasons. And I feel like, to be honest with you, white supremacy is probably the biggest religion on the planet. you got people that are Muslim practicing it, uh, Christians that are practicing it, and, and people that have uh, claiming no religion practicing it, and they're devoted to it. I mean, these people will fight you. Um, Christianity, uh, much of it, people are swimming in white supremacy as they worship the Most High. And, and there's nothing wrong with worshiping. I'm not knocking them. Somebody said, well, if you worship the Most High, what does it matter to you, Seth? Well, the Father wants us to worship him purely. He don't want other gods. And white supremacy is an, it's an idol. It's a standard. It's standards, plural, that the Father didn't set in the earth and that mankind are going by. Mankind are killing by. Nations are rising up against nations with this philosophy. People are feeling superior by the millions to other people. People with lighter skin feeling superior to darker-skinned people for various reasons, beauty, this, that, and the other. Again, it's a standard, but it's deeper than even what I'm saying right now, brothers and sisters. This is deep as it's going to get. I like to say it like this in a nutshell. If you don't, if you're trying to see where I'm going, when you're one of them people that don't have a whole lot of time, you're just kind of jumping in and out of these blogs, I like to say it like this. White supremacy it's like wearing a pair of shades or a pair of eyeglasses. Everything you see, everything you see is tainted by it pretty much, especially if you live in the West. And when I say the West, for a working definition of the, the term West, I mean the United States and uh, just pretty much white nations. That's what I mean when I say the West, the, the you know European Union, these white countries as well as the U.S., all right? That's pretty much it. If you're educated in the West, and uh, y'all excuse a little noise in the background, trying to set up for this show, I'm running just a little bit behind time, and I forgot to get some things straight out here. But listen, brothers and sisters, if you are educated in the West, by the West, exclusively, exclusively in the West, I've said it on almost every show, you are practicing white supremacy. Every day, all day, and don't know it. It's impossible. It is virtually impossible you can go without a day without seeing through the lens of white supremacy. In other words, seeing through the lens of, 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 of life as white males see it. And oftentimes there's an arrogance that comes with it. Some of you are so proud to be an American. There's nothing wrong with that, but you should be proud to be a human. And uh, nothing, I'm not trying to say just because you're proud to be an American, you're a white supremacist. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that oftentimes, if you if you if you just delve in a little bit into why people ask people why are they so proud to be in America, though you start hearing things like we're number one, and they'll start saying things that's just straight up lies. They don't have no basis whatsoever, uh, and they just they'll say things because. And same thing with Europeans. Same thing. You know, we feel like. Our world, their world, is better than everybody else's world, okay? And this sets the stage for a lot of the uh, bloodshed and a lot of the oppression of non-white people. Now, first thing somebody want to say is, brother, you just said earlier at the beginning of the show you weren't going to bash white people. 
Well, I'm not bashing white people per se because there's some white people that don't ascribe to these kinds of, uh, of standards. I'm bashing the philosophy, the teachings, the belief system that whites or anything white people control is superior in any tiny, minute way. Any philosophies, I like to say it like this, any thought, any speech, any action that would even hint in the minutest way that whites, so-called whites, that the world called whites, or anything whites control is superior is a lie. Now, I want to explain that statement I just made because some people are looking at things like the medical world and American hospitals and how advanced they are, and they say, you're stupid if you think American medical uh, facilities are not number one. What I'm knocking is not so much that American facilities are not really, really good. I'm knocking the notion that pretty much paint all of this technology as white. And then they say it's superior. Because truth be told, a lot of this technology that they stand on was created or developed by dark-skinned people. So what you call an American or American technology is oftentimes a conglomerate of ideas by non-white people in America. And now you got this product that is superior, that is mighty, but it wasn't white people. And so this is why you can never say America, because America is going around gathering minds, courting a lot of young people, bringing them to this country. Or a lot of times they can just keep them in where they're at in their country and still use them, use their mind, use their talent to further the the uh, advancement of America. And somebody might say, that's a great idea. What's wrong with that? Nothing is wrong with that as long as you pay homage where homage is due. And that is something that is just sick. It's definitely not going to happen. Not in, a, a, not in the main limelight. They're not going to ever share that glory with other nations and tell everybody that Nigeria produced a gentleman had the fastest computer in the world. They just don't do that. So anyway, again, um, it's a long little introduction there, but I I, I, I just have to go there. Um, so that's pretty much the definition I'm working with tonight. It's a long definition, I understand, and I count through some other things in there. But tonight, brothers and sisters, I'm very, very serious, and I hope that you, uh, as you listen to this show in the archives, even live tonight, those on the phone lines, those in the chat room, I hope that you're really, really praying uh, with me that I can articulate um, what the Father has given me over the years because I promise you one thing, lying is not my weakness. Lying is not something I struggle with. I try to be truthful with people because it's just lying is one of those things that just, just I just don't get it, you know just don't get it. I just like being truthful. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the Father's put, he showed me a lot where this topic is concerned. He has shown me it's a religion. He has shown me that people in the church that love him is walking in this deception. 
this illusion and this lie and this evil that I call white supremacy. And the Father wants it destroyed in the hearts and in the minds and the spirits of his people, first and foremost. He don't want any of his of humanity walking around with it, really. But he definitely do not want his people who are worshiping him to worship him through the lens, uh, through the interpretation, uh, through the uh, insight of white males. Because white males themselves need to submit to the Most High. All right? And they are undone and in need of a Savior. And it's just horrible. A horrible human being without the Most High. So who are they to narrate and to influence, not even narrate, but influence humanity to the degree that they literally make people. They literally develop people's psyche. Who is mankind? Let me just say it another way. That they would dare take the seat of the Most High. And that's what white supremacy is doing. is taking the seat of the Most High and defining, redefining everything, okay? And I know that the Father called the Europeans for a season to rule, and they did just that. They went out the whole world renaming, uh, first of all, destroying truth, destroying standards, literally destroying things. Everybody talk about the disfiguring of the nose, uh, to hide the uh, Afrocentric, uh, 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 the African features, or the motherland features, uh, or the uh, Ethiopian features, the dark features of these statues that were thousands and thousands of years ago, but thousands and thousands of years before Europe even became a nation. Not only did they go throughout the earth to disfigure and to, and to destroy, and also to hide change the very appearance of history they on one hand destroy it and on another hand they redefine retold history it's like they're doing in Texas trying to rewrite the whole uh, they're trying to create their own narrative on slavery that's exactly what they've done with world history now we actually think people like me cuckoo because I come on here and I'm saying the things I'm saying Folks, they have rewrote everything. And for those of you listening, saying, well, there you go again, you blame the white man. I'm talking about a system. I'm talking about a philosophy. Once they got the philosophy, they begin to teach it to other people. And other people begin to buy into whites being superior. And until, not until others, others bought into the lie of white supremacy as much as so-called white people bought into it, from Satan. You got to get both sides, if I can call it a side, you got to get both people relating to, other, to each other to believe in this philosophy in order for it to work and become a global threat. And that is exactly what happened with the philosophy of white supremacy. So, brothers and sisters, this is not nothing small, it's serious. A whole world has been turned upside down by the philosophy. Uh, the ideology, the, the ignorance, the, the the lies, the the wickedness, pure just it's just pure wickedness of white supremacy. So tonight we're gonna go deeper and deeper. Right now we're starting in uh, uh, first gear, and we're just.
going to build and build and build. But before I get even further into this, I just want to, uh, again, thank everybody for your time tonight. Remember the Fossil Stone? Uh, all of his shows are devoted, dedicated to those in the diaspora uh, going through some of the worst treatment ever that humans could ever imagine. Uh, we believe these people are the Israelites. We know that all people suffer, but Deuteronomy 28 talks about a people that's going to suffer a whole lot more uh, because of them being the firstborn of the Most High, because of them being his royal family, his first family. Leviticus 26 talks about it as well as, as far as them having it seven times harder. So these two chapters, Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26, describe a people that's going to be in this earth that is going to go through hell because of the rebellion of their forefathers. And so to those that are going through, you know who you are, you're living out all of the things that so-called African Americans live out. I mean, you're going through every single thing we claim, you claim you're going through it, but perhaps you're in Australia, perhaps you're in India, perhaps you're in North Africa, South Africa, East Africa, West Africa, uh, so perhaps you're in just, just anywhere in the aisles of the Pacific and you tune into this show. We know you're listening because blog talkers have let us know via stats that we have listeners in over 30 countries. This show, these shows, all of them are dedicated to you first and then to all people, secondly. And I don't, don't take it lightly when I say that. I do mean it's dedicated also, uh, secondly, to all people. Because this network, not just a bunch of talk, but we really do love every single one of you, as I say on every show. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. We truly are trying to liberate humanity to the Jew first. Again, scattered to the four corners. The Israelites first, again, scattered throughout the four corners, and then to all, uh, everyone else, okay? So know that these shows have you in mind. Having said that, brothers and sisters, if you're not a Jew and not an Israelite, you listen to this show, again, this is for you. These shows are for you and yours. Some of y'all may hear terms like black. A lot of You may hear a lot of Israelite talk, a lot of Jew talk. Or you may hear a lot of African-American talk, just know this, that whatever the Father is doing, if it's truly, truly the Father doing it, that is, you need to know about it, and it's going to be a blessing to you because the Father, that's how he operates, okay? Anything that's going to bless the African-American or anything that the African-American needs to know or walk in, you're going to need it as well. You're going to need, it, number one, to understand the Scriptures because if they are in truth Israelites, and you call yourself a believer or a follower of Christ or a follower of the Most High, you got to know what God or Yah is doing with the Israelites just because they're a type of clock. And that's how you gauge what is going on with Bible prophecy. To not be interested in Jewish or the Israelites in today's world is to not understand Bible prophecy. Bible prophecy at all is to be totally ignorant of the times. Please hear what I just said. For those of you that say, oh, this is just about a bunch of black talk, white talk, and that's what you think, that's where you're at, that's as far as you go with us, just know this. It don't mean we got all the truth. I'm not saying that, Brother Seth. I'm a joke. I am a joke if I even come clear to making a statement like that. All I'm saying is this. 
whoever the true Jews are, let's say I got it wrong, dead wrong, whoever the true Jews are, if you don't believe African-Americans are, it's not a problem. But please don't trivialize anybody talking about the Jews or the Israelites in today's world and what they're going to become. I promise you, they are a type of biblical time clock. When certain things happen to them, certain things will usher in. We believe the Messiah that is to return to this earth. Okay? And uh, lots of things happen. Uh, apocalypse, the whole apocalypse is, is just literally hanging on uh, what happened with the Jews. So please know that. All right? But at the same time, please consider the fact that African American is one of the lost tribes. Is that where you at? But this show is not about that. We're not going to get into that at all. If you want to know more about that, simply Google the five smooth songs. Blog Talk Radio, and just type in Biblical Hebrews. It'll take you to over, I know, over 40 shows we've done. And that's two hours at least a pop. 40 shows talking about biblical proof, scientific proof, just all type of proof of African Americans being one of the lost tribes of Israel. And then other other dark-skinned people scattered out the four corners. And we also believe, though, brothers and sisters, that a lot of our brothers and sisters have been, went up north because that's where the oppression came from, and those oppressors took those Israelites up north home, to their home, to have them as slaves and to uh, do what the Scripture says would happen to the Israelites, okay? So we do believe some of the so-called Jews in Israel are authentic bloodline Israelites. What does got to do with white supremacy, brother says? You don't got off the topic. No, I haven't. The tool that these people would use to enslave the Israelites and really the world, the tool would be the philosophy of white supremacy. You better hear me tonight. That would be their tool. It's more powerful than guns, tanks, horses, swords. It is the most lethal thing, I think, ever to hit the earth's surface, this philosophy of white supremacy. Again, it's not just a person going out and sinning, lying. That would be a sin. To go and cheat, that would be a sin. But if somebody can get you to re to look at the world in such a way to rewrite the world as we know it. I mean rewrite everything. You're not only gonna sin you're going to serve them. So you'll probably continue, if you're a liar, you'll continue to lie. Or a person that lied, let's just go back to when this was first, this philosophy was first taught uh, to the Europeans and then to the rest of the world. Whoever was lying when they was, any of us really that come into the philosophies of white supremacy, if we're lying when we get that philosophy, we just become still liars, but now we got, we see stuff so perverted, we're going to have far more sins than just lying. Let me explain a little bit deeper what I'm saying, because some of y'all still think you're exempt from what I'm saying. You think this is for those people that's waving the uh, hell to Hitler uh, salutes or wearing a swastika or, uh, or 
skin heads have these bald white heads or just white wearing any type of white supremacist uh, you know signs you think that's that's the those people the people that love Germany and Hitler and all that so you think you're exempt so let me let me break this down a little closer the reason I do this show is because the father first of all showed me beyond a shadow of doubt in my head that I was practicing white supremacy and I was a minister of the gospel I was literally praying for myself and sometimes seeing instant miracles with myself just healing sometime I would pray and things would just disappear instantly other times it took time you know those times where I prayed and nothing happened same thing for others. I prayed for others and saw uh, instant uh, manifestations of healings or, or, or miracle situations. It didn't have to be just physical, uh, sometimes financial. I've seen instant miracles. I've seen things happen after a while. And then sometimes I pray for other people. Nothing happened. Okay, so I wasn't just some, uh, uh, you know, novice. I was very much familiar with the gifts of the Spirit. I was very much into the word and the father was using me here and there and it was you know I was just growing up in the faith alright so I wasn't no baby Christian a baby believer but this is when the father showed me that I was practicing something that was against his word something that was against his character something that was harming me something that was going to handicap me in the future, something that was going to make me grow, grow, grow into something that he did not ordain. I was practicing a philosophy that I've come to see as a religion of white supremacy. What do you mean by that, brother? Say, break it down further. I'm still not with you. I'm a black man. I hate white people. I'm a black man, and I and I don't I don't know go nowhere near no white people. I ain't never been around. I don't live down south, and ain't hardly ever any white around. So I, I'm exempt from what you're saying. You may be. First of all, know this, brothers and sisters. If you are exempt and you're not practicing, good. You're not practicing. There's nothing I can do, and I'm not trying to put something or force something there that is not there. Okay, let's get that straight. I hope you're not practicing. I hope that you're free. I hope that the Most High have growing you up in his likeness, in his his ways, where you're not uh, uh, giving strength to this to this beast, this system, uh, this global dominant system in our hearts and, and in our minds called white supremacy. I hope so. But brothers and sisters, I promise you, I have met very few people. Matter of fact, I, I, I want to say I haven't met anybody, but I haven't got to know people that will make that statement, but it's very hard to, 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 to meet people that don't practice it in some way or the other. So let me just share really briefly for those of you that are still on the fence and saying, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by your title, I'm listening, but I don't know about black people being a white supremacist, brother. You're going to have to break that down a little further. Let me just say this before I give my testimony, and then I want to get into the uh, foreigners foreigners who I believe practice it stronger than anybody, even more so than so-called African-Americans or whites. 
All right, so let me explain. You say more than whites? Yes, more than whites. Because whites own 10% of the world's population. Anything they do, if I can say they, if I can lump them, anything this group of people do, they're only 10%. So whether or not, whatever they decide to do or believe in, they're only 10%. However evil, they're, whatever they're doing, they're only 10%. 92% is what's left. So when I say most white supremacists or people acting this, this sickness out, is non-white people. I mean that. I mean it. It's not even close. For every white person that's practicing white supremacy, you might have eight or nine non-white people practicing white supremacy, especially if they're educated in the West. That's all they know. Or they're a foreigner that come over here and don't know anything and is brainwashed. Or it could be like most people, they stay in their own country and just listen to the West via our programs on TV and listen to their news. It's, it's saturated with the Western news and their um, entertainment is saturated with Western entertainment and their society is saturated with Western views, folks, are you listening? You can be that. You can be a white supremacist anywhere. All you need is communication with the West. You need to just hear the standard. And oftentimes when they, when, when those in power, all they have to do, <laughs> first of all, America have the world so much in their grip. So many people want to be like. They have the world so much in their grip till they often beg for Western programming. Can you imagine? Begging. I remember when I was in India, brothers and sisters. Remember, I've been, I've been to 24 countries, for those of you that don't know me. And I've had a chance to see a lot of this firsthand, this Western philosophy in every tiny aspect of life in India, China, uh, in, in, uh, I mean, you name it, Australia, Papua New Guinea I've been, Venezuela I've been, I mean, it's Canada. I mean, and of course, that's not that far from the U.S., but I've been a lot of places, brothers and sisters, and I'm telling you, uh, Ethiopia, again, 24 countries, and when I go, I see the West so strong there. Um, it's it's just it's it's almost sickening. I used to be be excited about it and be impressed and want to go to their version of McDonald's and you know they want want to go to their version. You know, I remember when I was in China. I was intrigued by there being a um, McDonald's right there on the one square wall those Chinese was killed. I can't think of it. Uh, uh, Start with the T. But anyway, I was in uh, Beijing, and I remember seeing the Western influence in a place that's going to be minimum 
have it minimum. But yes, it was there, and that was China. I was just impressed, you know, how much Western thought they have, the Western influence they have through their media and their news, and even though we're supposed to be enemies. So, brothers and sisters, listen, this is not a local thing. So let's hit it a little harder. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the foreigners. Now just allow me to just take a, a quick sip of coffee here. Let's talk a little bit about the foreigners. Foreigners, people that come here and that buy into this to this philosophy. Oh, oh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I was supposed to talk about my testimony. So let's let's just talk about how the Father showed me beyond a shadow of doubt that what I was practicing, I was definitely seeking him, but some kind of way in my worshiping of the Father and seeking him and going to church and reading my Bibles and all this, some of what I was getting was pure white supremacy. And I'm going to talk fast because I don't want it to be about me. This is really the night I was going to talk about foreigners, foreigners. So before I get into the foreigners, let me just say this. If you worship the Father and your heart is right, He's going to show you this sooner or later. But I think what's happening is some of us have it so bad to when you hear people trying to set you free, you often think they are obsessed with racism or they hate white people or they're on some black pride thing. So at least for at least the so-called black people I'm talking about. It's really hard to set them free from this this idolatry uh, because oftentimes if they're already in church and they're already born again, they feel like they're good. And, 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 and when you start talking about color, any type of thing regarding black and white, oftentimes you are seen as the person with the problem. And that is not the case. Uh, I, every time I bring up this topic, I hear things, people seem like every time to bring up this topic, especially because I'm so passionate about it. People think, oh, you hate white people. Oh, you, you, you know, why is everything black and white to you? I used to hear that when I called the radio station in Cincinnati. I would hear people say, I would call in, somebody called rap to me and say, that brother is so, ooh, he's so much wrapped up in black and white. That's what people say. And uh, one thing people have to remember is when you are, in a position of control to the degree you're calling shots, you, you're setting everything up, you don't have to say things like, uh, this is black or that's too white or that's too black. You just do you. You just go out and just set things up, start, initiate things, create things the way you want if you're white supremacist I'm talking about. And... Nobody, you have, you don't have to say, I'm going to create a white thing. You just go create a, a, a hospital. Uh, you just go and create a this or go ahead and create a that. And you just staff that hospital with who you want. Okay, then somebody else come along and they notice that the hospital is staffed with predominantly whites or really all whites in some cases. And so you don't have to think about uh, how many blacks, how many whites. I mean, today this there's new pressure put on the institutions to do this, but really and truly a lot of companies don't have to pay attention. They don't have to. 
So when somebody come along and they want that hospital to change because they've been there and they feel like they was treated right or blah, 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 they have to say things like, you know, there's no African Americans here, or they have to show how so certain blacks are treated certain ways, certain whites. You then look like the racist. You look then look like using a race card, as they call it. That's when they come with something called a race card, when you're just simply trying to identify a problem. So when the Father began to show me things, if it had not been for the Holy Spirit that just would, would be speaking to me just internally, I don't think I could have been delivered from no person. Because when you're in charismatic churches and you're dancing around with whites, worshiping with whites, fellowshipping with so-called whites, um, you love them. And I still love them. I say it all the time. I, I'm not playing with it. I'm not trying to be politically correct. I genuinely love all people. That includes white people. So when you when you're trying to walk in love and everything is going well with most whites, and then somebody come along and start talking about black and white problems they have with a few whites, it makes a lot of our brothers and sisters, um, uh, uh, white or black, feel uncomfortable. They feel like you know I get along with blacks, everything's fine here at this church. You know, why are you bringing this up? And you try to explain to them how there's certain policy that's not right or, or, or this one sister is always saying certain things that's not uh, uh, that I feel uncomfortable you know certain brother is always saying certain things when he teaches about Africa that I feel uncomfortable or this person is always saying things about those people which is my people and I feel uncomfortable anything you say Folk going to blow you off and call you the problem. So I've been going through this for a long, 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 long time. That's after I woke up, that is. But prior to me being woke, the Father had to talk to me. And again, brothers and sisters, if you love the Father, you're really trying to obey Him, He's going to show you what Brother said this thing to be true. Just know it's coming. Because He wants you worshiping Him and him alone. The Bible talks about how he is a jealous God. He does not want to be second hand to anything in our lives. And many of you love white people in a it ain't even true love to be honest with you. You just look like it love and sound like love in some ways, but it ain't love. Because I am not gonna say sound like love, but it, it just it just it's it's a counterfeit. Because true love is going to tell the truth. True love is going to want to deal with truth. True white people that love you back is going to want to hear the truth. It's going to want, would not do anything to harm you. A lot of our white brothers and sisters, the way they relate to the black people in their life that they say they love is handicapping their growth. They'll never be mature men and women in Christ with the way a lot of white leaders are handling them. I'm going to say that again. Somebody understand what I'm saying. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do something I ain't did. If you understand, send me an email. Send me an email. Your brother sometimes needs to see those emails. I know what I'm saying is of the Father, but it sure looks good when I hear earthlings say you're right on point. Send me an email at Seth, S-E-T-H, dot 
Turner at Gmail. Uh, because, again, I get discouraged uh, sometimes listening to people. Every once in a while, an arrow, an arrow will pierce my armor and get to me. So, yeah, send me an email and, and just let me know. Brother Seth, I'm familiar with you saying Seth.M.Turner at Gmail. But, brothers and sisters, when our so-called white brothers and sisters who who really love us the best way they know how. When they feel they're in more important or superior, or their thoughts are superior, it's 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 not a big it's not a it's not a crime to think your thoughts are superior. But what I'm saying is people think that they're just smarter than you through and through and you can never say nothing above their knowledge is what I'm talking about. Any friend like that, even if it's so-called black, so-called black-on-black friendship, that's not good for anybody to think that they just that smarter than you and got it over you and everything. That is a damnable, damaging way of living. Uh, that's a damnable friendship. It really is. It's almost like a husband that beat his wife and then low self-esteem starts to set in after a while. It's almost like that, but it's a slower kill. So tonight I'm just sharing here, and I kind of got off again, but let's go back to the testimony. Again, Most High began to show me that I was practicing. Like I was saying, brothers and sisters, I was being used in a gifts of the spirit from time to time not every day uh, and you know like I said a lot of times I pray for people nothing happened I wasn't always just on fire just totally committed person but I was saying some true miracles and the father began to show me uh, white supremacy in my life and one time he did this this was how I think it all started with this I remember Seeing as it was questions, these questions was coming up in my mind. I was in prayer, meditating on this this whole revelation, or this whole wasn't a revelation then, but just meditating on color, because I began to feel some things and feel like someone right. So I began to meditate, brothers and sisters. This is a true story. Again, lying is not something I wrestle with or a weakness of mine. But I began to to feel like um, these these questions just began to pop up in my head, okay? And it would be questions like this: What is beauty, Seth? What is a beautiful woman? What's beauty? Don't ask me why or why these particular questions, but it just began to come up like, what is beauty? So I would answer the question in my head. All thought, almost like a day vision. There it goes, like a day vision. So it, it pops up. What is beauty? And I begin to define what I thought beauty was. You know, it's light skin, not too dark. Uh, you know, I wasn't hating on dark skin women as far as I knew. I wasn't, I wasn't hurt by nobody dark as far as I knew. A lot of my relatives was dark. I'm dark, but I said beauty was light skin, maybe more of a kind of a narrow nose, and, and what I was describing was really a white woman, 
just, I would say, light-skinned. But I didn't think of a white woman, per se, but I was thinking of light-skinned. But if somebody would have came and said to me at that moment, well, you, you would, would a lot white woman be better? I probably would have said yes. But a lot of times, subconsciously, we hide behind light-skinned because we know if we say white-skinned, we're going to be in trouble with our peers. and It's just a conscious thing. We feel like you're sleeping with the enemy. I'm talking about back in the day when we was were developing as, 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 as black people. You know, a lot of times black men just chose light skin because there was a problem with getting a white girl. Your family was going to like it. It's going to be issues. But really and truly, a lot of us preferred white. We just didn't know it. And I would say light skin. And I really did try to date white, lighter skinned girls. But I just, I'm just being honest, folks. Then this thought came to me what is a good education? What is a good education? And I began to start saying, well, good education would be somewhere like Harvard, Yale, or, you know, one of them, you know, MIT, stuff like that. I started naming all these so-called Ivy League schools. Some of you really were looking at me like, well, it, it is best education. Is it? Is it? Father began to, he's beginning to show me uh, what is. Again, what is a good education, Seth? Hey, caller. Or not caller, but listener. Those of you listening on the phone lines in the chat room, let me ask you the same question. What is a good education? Please explain. What is a good education? Please, please help your brother tonight. What on earth is a good education? Well, I found out that a good education isn't Harvard, Yale, MIT, John Hopkins. A good education is any with teachers that's going to tell you the most latest updated truth information on any topic and it don't mean any any school outside of Harvard can't produce it anybody can produce it any school can produce it it's just that society may not may not agree to it, but a good education is just truth. It's just it's just education, period, wherever you can get it. And I mean, if there was ever some type of competition between some, some black college or some Ivy League school, if, <laughs> you can take the teachers from the Ivy League school and stick them in the black college and switch the black college teachers over to the Ivy League school, and they'll still say the Ivy League school was smarter. That's not true. I mean, in other words, it's just it's just a name. And that's where people are, this is where the white supremacy come in at, because really and truly what they're not saying, and they don't have to say again, because when you're in power, you don't have to say things like black and white. But it's because they're white. That's all there is to it. And then another thought came to me, what is a good medical team? If you was dying, how would your medical team look if you had to just assemble the best, the best, the best of the best medical team in the world to save your life? How would it look? And I begin to think of white doctors, you know, just, you know how they look, you know, when you look at TV and you see a lot of these people arguing about the latest this and that, and they flying doctors in from Europe and here and there and there. That's where I was. 
I didn't see no black faces in my dog, my doctor's team. Not if I'm dying. I didn't wouldn't hate no black doctors. Didn't even I didn't even think about black. Doctors. I didn't even. I, I don't think it crossed my mind to pick a black doctor. I don't think I had the mindset to even think about a black doctor. I just figured I'm dying. I need a good doctor. I didn't think about the race thing until after it was over with. Again, what's good medical uh, doctor? White doctor is pretty much what I said. Then uh, another thought came: What's a good neighborhood? What's a good neighborhood? And I begin to think about these neighborhoods sometimes, you know. I'm sure you do this. You drive and you see these neighborhoods. They're so nice. I mean, big old homes, big old yards, boats in the yard, uh, acres sitting on acres, and just all types of things that, you know, a lot of our white brothers and sisters enjoy. Don't mean that black folks don't have it either. But in most cases, when you go somewhere, you see this, it's going to be, you know, a lot of our white brothers and sisters. So, and I'm in Texas, and there's a whole lot of black folks doing well. But this was actually back when we wasn't in the suburbs. This this happened, folks, this happened around 19, probably 92 or 93, somewhere around there. But anyway, I began to name all these types of neighborhoods, and Father began to show me later. And I forgot to get some feedback on the doctors. But a, a, a good doctor, a good medical doctor, is a good medical doctor. Just whoever have the facts in their head to heal. Knowledge don't care who head to jump in. It ain't because you're from Europe and they flew you in that you're superior. Whoever study the craft, and knowledge don't care who head to jump in. You can't say because some guy flew in from Europe. I don't care if he one of the best doctors. They say if another black man somewhere studying the same book, same technology. And sometimes that's all it, it is. It's just people that have applied themselves to learning their craft. That's what's the best. So I don't to do with your name. But again, white supremacy. So the neighborhood thing, the father began to show me that a, a good neighborhood is just the opposite of what I said. good neighborhood is a place where people know each other, trust each other, and is having a lot of fun and growth and learning. That's more better than driving in a quiet street with nobody outside playing, no sign of life, and just some big old castle-looking homes. Again, tonight, you tune into the Five Swoops on Network. I'm Brother Seth. I'm talking about an upcoming book that I'm writing, all right? The name of which is The Lives of White Supremacy Are Our World's Ruling Religion. That's the name of the upcoming work. And I'm just simply sharing some things that's going to be in this book. And uh, I haven't, this is about the ninth show, and I still feel like I haven't scratched the surface. It's the craziest thing. These shows are two hours long. It's just so much to talk about, especially tonight, where we're going to be talking about even more here in the, in the next hour. Again, the foreigners, the foreigners, those that come to our country. Uh, this show is pretty much dedicated to them. If I can get around to it, but I got to cover all these other things, okay? So Father began to show me the whole revelation about the neighborhood and, and my answers. There's other questions that was asked as well. Uh, if I think of some more, uh, I'm just kind of trying to move on. But I think you got. I think everyone should see where I'm going with this. He would later begin to show me uh, this same germ, the same uh, lies, the same deception in other people around me, 
Uh, and then I learned something, a very hard lesson that I learned, and it wasn't, uh, I learned part of it by the Father, but then I got in rebellion and learned a lot of it in the world and uh, in, in areas that I shouldn't have been going in, and that had to do with sexuality. I learned that uh, I ran into a book, uh, not all worldly books are wrong or evil or anything like that, but the name of this book was called Self-Discovery Through Sexual Fantasy. Now, I have never seen that book. I, I think I saw it once in Amazon, and it just disappeared. So I don't know if I'll ever be able to find it. It had a yellow cover, and uh, the title alone, is what set me on a course that I don't know if I can say if the father I can't say that the father put me on that course I'm not going to say that all I'm going to say is this I didn't have the peace that I should have had reading that book because it wasn't by an author that was really uh, claiming the father, claiming Christianity claiming to be born again but again the father can use information by some people because the church turn a deaf ear on some topics and so this is one of those again the name of the book self-discovery through sexual fantasy and it very well could have been named something else and then that was a subtitle but anyway the book talked about how there's two things that don't lie I'm pretty sure I got this right this this part it talked about a lot of things I know for sure it said, but right now I'm trying to think if it was the book that said this. Some, somewhere I read this. Two things doesn't lie about human nature, human behavior, and that is body language. You know, you can't make, you know, when you're shocked, your face going to show it. When you're depressed, your face going to show it. I'm not talking about when people are around you and you're acting. I'm talking about just, in general, people's body language tells the truth of what they're going through if they're not trying to alter it to save face. Just as a rule, when you're around people you're comfortable with, pretty much you can read people's body language. It's going to tell you what they're thinking. So that's number one. The other one you can't control at all is sexuality. You just can't alter it, change it. I'm talking about fantasy, that is. I'm not talking about in a situation where you can't do this, you can't do that because you can't, you don't have a... You know, you know, you don't have all that it takes to do what you're dreaming of. In fantasy, you have everything you need. So whatever is going on with fantasy is going to be the real, real you. So those two areas of life, you cannot escape human behavior. So that, that sent me on a course tying into what the Father has showed me. I, I couple that with that, and I begin to study sexual fantasy through the lens of white supremacy and I got way more than I bargained for. I learned way more than I probably should have learned. I've seen way more than I probably should have seen because remember I uh, was going through like a backslidden period probably learning all this stuff and being heartbroken about what a lot of our people really was about and doing and I just couldn't handle it. But anyway that's another Program. I'll talk about sexuality in another program. It'll be totally devoted to it uh, because I definitely hit on foreigners. I've been really meditating a lot on foreigners, foreign foreigners coming to this country. But um, y'all forgive me. I got to get the vein I was going in. 
but uh, and I'm sure it'll come back. But again, the Father showed me these things, uh, and uh, He began to show me in other people. I know where I was going now. He began to show me this in other people, and and that's one of the things that He showed me about myself and others uh, uh, through uh, again white the lens of white supremacy. So, and I'll share both, and I will not hold back and share what the Father gave me. So look for that show. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And speaking of staying tuned, don't forget, y'all, on tomorrow night, Monday night, we have uh, the panel. Uh, the Five Sisters panel will be joining me as we talk about current events. And then on Thursday, for sure, uh, we'll be talking about uh, it'll be open forum. And I'm going to try to have a friend of mine on. Uh, he don't know it yet, but I'm going to be inviting him to come on Thursday. Hopefully he can come. But if not, it'll be open forum. All right? Open about whatever's on your heart and spirit. Uh, it can be this topic even on Thursday. So back to me. Uh, the Father did begin to, like I said, show me in my life and relationships I had. Uh, I began to question people. I began to uh, go back. At one point, I went to all my uh, ex exes and started questioning um, different behaviors and, and found out that we in 2D folks, it was worse than I ever, ever could imagine. I found out things that it was almost like I died, and I was came into a whole nother world. It was like everybody I thought I knew, I didn't know, because they was practicing white supremacy. I saw them practicing white supremacy. I mean, you're like, what's wrong with that? It's nothing wrong with... <laughs> When you know somebody, you know what they do wrong. There's nothing wrong, but it's it's a whole other story. When you find out that people you thought was doing something because, for instance, here's a classic example. I did not know that a lot of older black people was just swimming in white supremacy that they idolize white people. I did not know a lot of the older, bitter, old people idolized white people. I thought those were the people that were so pro-black, AME churches and stuff like that. And A lot of our people, I just felt like they just would be the last person on the earth to be secretly admiring. And a lot of times that's where their hate, the hate comes from if they were haters. Not all, you know, that if any people would be get the most loving award, it, it would be black people. But I learned that a lot of, even, even, even a lot of the love we have for whites is not healthy. Just like a lot of their love for us is not healthy. We love them in a way uh, where we accept them being a, 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 a more important or superior. They accept us in a way of being inferior, and we we mutually agree with the relationship. Ain't that sick? That's something I found out. And again, I'm you know this foreign foreigners in a minute. But pretty much what I'm saying now that exists in so-called black people and white people, or in black people or non-white people, this is where the foreigners are, except they're worse because. We've been battling with whites over this for a while. There's been a lot of things 
said, out of anger and movements and protests. So we know to kind of a little bit be on the alert, if you will. We know that, you know, we've heard the lies they have to say about us. We've already tried to address them. So there's a little bit of, little bit of growth there. Whereas foreigners come in here, they are, are oblivious to all of this, and they just buy all the lies that whites tell, especially when they tell on us. But there's one more little thing about what I was going through, and then I'll just switch over and, and get more on this foreigners thing. Y'all bear with me. I'm trying to really follow the spirit lead here and really produce a good show here or put out a good show uh, for those of you that are listening live tonight and those of you that are going to be listening in the future. Okay, Brother Seth is very, very, very serious tonight talking about something I feel like it ain't just going to get no holler in a lot of these churches. And you ain't going to never hear nobody talk about none of the things, not in the way I'm talking about it. Okay, they'll talk about stopping racism, let's love everybody, and white people just going to grab black people's hands, hug each other, cry, and they're going to bow to love. And guess what? They really are going to try, most of them, and they still won't even be... I can't even say head in the right direction because they won't even address the lies that they have in their head that makes them feel superior. Okay? So, and, and that's something I want to hit on right now. Okay? Uh, uh, again. White supremacy is a philosophy, and a lot of white supremacists are not challenged on the foundation that they're standing on with regards to, 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 to them being superior. Number one, whites feel like a lot of whites, the lie goes like this, that Satan has put throughout the earth. He uses the uniqueness of white skin being different, again, 10% of the world population, coming up from zero, door near zero, to 10%, through much killing and maiming and destroying nations and worlds, pretty much a world of, of non-white people, whites have become 10%, all right? And the lie pretty much is whites being superior. It, 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 it takes on, it, it gets its roots because whites are so different looking. Oftentimes when you see something in fewer numbers, people try to spread the lie that it's superior, just like when you see albino this or albino snakes or albino this. They'll oftentimes say that albino this is superior or they'll say that the albinos in Tanzania is, uh, you know, the Tanzanians are killing them because they believe they're superior and, and they're, they're blood sacrifice, what I'm trying to say, they're, they're, they're sacrificing those, they literally, literally, literally are killing albinos in Tanzania, the country with the highest uh, percentage of albinos in the world, and uh, they kill them because they are so different, so oftentimes being different is going to make people think you're superior or you're inferior, but a lot of times what Satan has done is taken the uniqueness of white skin and uh, put it out into the world that they're superior. And then they have went uh, under the influence of Satan to go around the world, those in power, those whites in power, after they uh, got a hold of technology again, I think straight up from Satan, gunpowder, uh, 
different things they use to go in and, um, and again, uh, teach this philosophy. Uh, and mainly it had to go down like this, like I was saying earlier. They had to first destroy, destroy the standards, destroy any monuments or inscriptions that was going to give them problems when they begin to, when this, they begin to start telling, retelling the story. They want to make sure that those images are gone to where this next generation will perhaps forget uh, that they was great. And people might say, oh, that, ain't, that don't have nothing to do with nothing. People really think a statue, you know, like uh, the nose of a sphinx, uh, would make a big deal, would be a big deal. But folks, a lot of our oppression, I'm going to say, most of our, I'm going to say a lot of our oppression come out of identity. If people can destroy your photo albums in your home, let's just take a micro uh, level. If people can destroy all of your photos of your parents and grandparents, if people can destroy all of the stories about your father, if he did great things, or your mother, if she did great things, your grandmother, they did great things, or your aunt, if they did great things, or any of your four parents or their children, they can tamper with your identity. It's almost like a person that's a foster child that don't have roots. They have a lot of time low self-esteem. And so if people can in this world destroy everything good that was dark-skinned, they can come behind all of that and say everything started with white people. Now, there may be a generation that laughed them, laugh at them, but the next generation, they just keep telling the same lies. And so we look up, and we have a world led by a minority that's redefining every single thing on the face of the earth. And I do mean everything, you know. And then things that they need in order to run their empire that they didn't uh, uh, do themselves or uh, they will take credit for things. This is, this is another, this is the most ugliest part of white supremacy. If you forget everything I'm saying tonight, don't forget what I'm about to say. One of the most ugliest things that so-called whites in power led by Satan himself, I do not give no glory to them, Satan himself, one of the worst things, if not the worst thing they ever did was when they do see things that, that they need to run their empire, they just, for instance, like something as simple as highways or concept of shopping and anything that they do to just have a, a society in the world when you see them those in power uh, uh, not ever mention Africa or African influence or African invention or never talk about their mother which is the motherland they never ever 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 talk about the motherland one assume that everything they do was birthed up and out of themselves. So a lot of our children, a lot of us even, think the white man did everything they, they see in America. When 
a lot of what they're looking at is just upgraded Egypt technology. It was handed down thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, and we just think the whole infrastructure is the white man all the way from A to Z, from the highways to to, to, to what they do, how they build, you know, how they wear their clothes, designs, ideas, uh, even things in, in all parts of the culture that we just give white people credit for everything, everything. And then we go to, over to a place named Africa, if I can use that name, we go to the motherland and we see blacks living, we, 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 we look lost like a deer in headlights. We think that they're trying to be like uh, whites, when in reality they had it first. For thousands and thousands and thousands of years, they've been building highways and roads. For thousands and thousands and thousands of years, they've been building edifices and great uh, buildings and, you know, technology. They've had it for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Poet, philosophy, and just, just spirituality, they've had it for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So instead of looking at in America and seeing African contributions here and there and knowing that Africa or African Afri- Africans uh, are people of the motherland, uh, are people of Kemet or whatever you want to call uh, the motherland, were the originators and innovators of all time and the Greeks and whites and so forth came along and copied. Instead of we seeing that, the way America is with our subconscious, they have you giving them all the glory. And that is so wrong. That is that is the most evil thing you can think of. You know, uh, again, if they are number one in something like, let's just say, technology, they don't tell you what non-white contributions came. So, so what, have, what, what does it have to do with things? So what? What if they don't? Because what happens is we're not stupid. We're human beings. And we see that kind of might and that kind of muscle subconsciously or consciously. We begin to worship and idolize it. Then when somebody comes along dark-skinned and try to do something, we trivialize them. We treat them different. It's wrong as two left shoes. America, the West, has is doing a very, very. This has got to be. This again, this evil right here is just, just, just. I cannot do enough shows on what I'm saying right now to to even get this point out. It is such an evil thing to ignore non-white contributions to your society. It is just, it produced people with a mental health issue just right off the bat because people have to see great things they're doing. It's almost like having children and never saying anything they do um, good. It just is. You know, it just is. You know, otherwise, if you never, or it's like having like living and never hearing anything your family do good. 
anything happen good in your family, somebody else gets the credit. I mean, credit's going to be given. A lot of credit's going to be given, but not to your family. Can you imagine living every day and never hearing anything good that your mama did, your father did, your sister did, your brother did? Nobody in your family ever come up on the radar. Now, right now, we live in a white supremacist world where that happens to us as a collective people. But we have ne- we've never experienced that in our homes personally. That would be something to wake up every day and never hear nothing your mama did good, especially if she's gone. Never hear nothing your father did who passed away. Never hear. Can you imagine how messed up you would be in the head and how many questions you have what your self-esteem might look like, and you might be confused identity-wise. Can you imagine? That is the state of African Americans are dark-skinned people, even in Europe, especially the Israelites. We are walking around constantly seeing this white man flex. Well, I can't get on foreigners like I want to, but this is where I'm flowing tonight, so maybe we'll talk about that next year. I'm going to take a little break here and just kind of try to reset and just see where to go with this because I'm really getting a strong urge to just stay here. I don't know why. Maybe it's where I need to stay. I'm very serious, folks. I'm trying to get on to the uh, foreigners and what they have. They've come and really have begun to be the new white people over us, and I just can't seem to get it out. So... Allow me kind of to reboot myself. Normally I reboot my computers on a break, but this time I'm rebooting my mind. So, be right back, brothers and sisters. Again, you tune to the Five Smooth Stone Network. Uh, Brother Seth, again, just talking about this upcoming work, and I'm trying my best to lay it out uh, like I see it, like, I'm, like I wrote it uh, in the book. Uh, again, some of that, uh, some of the things I'm saying will be added to the shows are pretty much in therapy uh, uh, or, or me just kind of talking out loud. I make notes uh, from these shows, uh, hear things, and I go, hmm, I'm going to put that in the book. Because sometimes I hear things that I hadn't thought of yet. So all of this is to help keep this book relevant in my life until it's actually published and then we'll switch to another topic. Okay? So again, we want to thank you for tuning in. Those of you on the phone lines, please stay put. Remember, at the top of the hour, we're going to lose you if we roll over. I'm sure I won't roll over tonight. I, well, never know. Okay, so just know at the top of the hour, uh, you know, we're going to lose you unless you call the phone number. Call the phone number. If you listen online, you should have the phone number there in front of you, the 914-205-5590. Again, one, uh, once more, 914-205-5590. It should be on the promo there. If you have any questions or comments on anything I've said, please feel free to call that number. Again, folks, uh, tune to the Fossil Zone Network. Take a little short break, and we'll be right back, okay? Just allow me to get a little something in my throat. I do these shows by myself. I talk a lot, and that makes for a dry throat. So we'll be right back. Again, I'm glad you're tuning in. Those of you in the chat room, feel free to ask questions, and we'll get to those questions as soon as possible. We're going up to the high places. 
actually, I made a mistake, uh, brothers and sisters, again, y'all bear with me, I'm getting by myself tonight, but the, actually the title of the show is the, the, the Systemic, the Systemic Lies of White Supremacy Are Our World's Covert Rooting Religion. All right, so what do y'all think of that? want to do, folks, is talk about, at this point, foreigners, those that have come to our country, this country, their country now, and that have become, due to the lies of white supremacy, they've become white people. I said they have become white people. wrong with being a white person uh, whenever I talk about uh, so-called white people. Nothing wrong with doing anything like white people so long as in line up with the scripture. Now, I understand that. Please understand that. Because there are a lot of our white brothers and sisters that truly, truly seek the most high, and you had better not take them lightly. They are the fathers anointed on the earth. And, um, I mean, they're, they, they're as good as it gets. It's no different than talking to the Messiah than talking to some of these folks. If I'm, I'm talking on certain particular topics, not constantly walking 24 hours a day. No, they're not the Messiah. No way. That'd be a joke. But what I mean on some things, they can hear the Holy Spirit, folks. You better listen to what I'm saying. And some of their wisdom is, you might as well be talking to the Father. Because they are his mouthpiece. To the degree David was his mouthpiece. To the degree Elijah was his mouthpiece. I'm not hating on white folks that really, truly follow that Ruach HaKadosh that we call the Holy Spirit. I love them. I love all people, whether they're walking there or not. 
hope that I befriend them. I hope I can network with them. That these are the righteous in my hope. They know that they are my family first and foremost, even over natural Israel. And I mean that because I'm a spiritual Jew first, then a natural Jew as far as priority. So know that, brothers and sisters. So, so let me just say this, brothers and sisters, again. Foreigners have taken on this spirit. And um, it, that actually broke my heart, too. How can somebody come along in this country, barely have rights, and wind up doing the exact same that whites do? Sometimes they're worse than whites because, again, we have a history with our white brothers fight. Um, there's, there's, there's things that whites have learned. I probably shouldn't say the blacks. But foreigners, on the other hand, hear from a third party about us. Oftentimes they learn before they get here. I'm taught. I'm told. I'm advised that when they're getting their papers or when they're going through the process of becoming American, they have, they're told about African Americans and they're briefed about African Americans and even, even in their country, they're briefed about African Americans. And it's not good. Even African. Okay? The images they are seeing or allowed to see on their TV is the same as what's going on here. You think they're going to tell the truth about us over there and then uh, tell us a lie like they're doing over here? on TV shooting all the stuff of robbing and killing horrible neighborhoods and houses made by women over here. And then over there they're going to put the truth out? Is that what you think? No. This system is going to have to have no white people around to produce white supremacy. So these foreigners start off on the bad leg by believing the images they see in the news on, in their country about us. Then when they come over and is, and is applying for their citizenship, they're told certain things by whites that are administering their, this process. And then they are further told that by other ones of their country, the countrymen that's already here, that haven't woke up yet. So a lot of times, Brothers and sisters, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. You get these people mistreating you, um, whether they're selling you hair, or whether they're in your little corner store, or whether even if you meet them in the office, they have these images. Uh, they are entertaining their heads, and, and they wind up being kind of like the guy George Floyd was being um, murdered. get a lot of people like the little short policemen. Same body language as the cops. <laughs> Same body language as the cops. Ain't that crazy? He was acting no different. He saw the man knee on That man ain't stupid. He knew that poor that man was dying. He never even seemed like questioning. He saw <laughs> folks if Bobby I had the time 
would share with you, maybe I'll do a part two. Foreigners are off the chain with their racism. There are certain groups of countries that have even have self-hate. Uh, I'm talking about uh, a lot of, I don't want to name a country because there I go, but I promise you there are a lot of countries that love white males over their own men, especially the Asian community. They actually adapt the philosophy that white men is the world's savior. They get it straight from the philosophy of white supremacy. They don't just have a white Jesus. They have a white culture. Nothing wrong, by the way, with the white Jesus if he was white. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Okay, when I say now, when I'm so glad I thought to say this because I don't want people to think I'm knocking Jesus. Not knocking the Savior that walked this earth. Are you losing it? I shouldn't say that, but I'm really, really not knocking the Savior. What I'm knocking is a false image that people are so dedicated on with that even if they found out he was dark-skinned, they wouldn't get rid of those images. All you got to do is look at the TVNs of the world. You know how many people come to there making comments to Paul Crouch, who's no longer with us, but who have made comments. Brothers and sisters, people that worship uh, that image. And if, uh, I'm going to tell you nothing that's going to freak you out. Even if a lot, even a lot of black people worship that image, and if you try to tell them about the correct image, they'll get upset with you. Now, this is how it should be if you really worship Christ. You should be like, whatever he looks like, I don't care. You know, and you shouldn't get upset when people want to talk about the image, uh, how it looks when you already got an image up. And if you don't have no images up and you don't want to talk about images up and you want to talk about like the Tenth Commandment say, or the, one of the Tenth Commandments said, I should not have no graven image. Okay, if you want to do like that, I respect that. But if you're sitting up already with an image, why do you get all upset with bring up because it's rallying your belief in that image. You should be like, well, I see what you're saying. Uh, that's true. Those scriptures do say that. Well, perhaps he was, and it should just be fine. But it's people that will fight you because they really have issues with that dark Jesus, even if they actually believe it was true. They don't want it to be true. And if they don't want to be true, why? You should not care. But the reason they want him to be a certain way is because they're worshiping the image of people that look like them if they're white. And if they're not, they're just worshiping that image because that's what they used to. I'm going to say that again because I don't think some of y'all really believe or even heard what I just said. There are people so into the image of Christ being what they want, if they found that it was something else, they would not want it or would not even want to worship it in some regard. 
myself coming to this realization through teachings like what I'm doing, Brother Seth been doing since 2011, and my shows where I definitely in love teach that the Bible pretty much is a book of people of color, dark-skinned people. They didn't think nothing of their dark skin. They wasn't. They could not. They would not. They won't. They probably would not identify with black today. What that word mean in your mind? Black. They may not identify with it, but they were dark-skinned people. They just didn't categorize themselves based on dark skin because they, it just was nonsense, I'm sure, to them back then. It was all dark skin. The whole earth was. And there was these babies coming out with less pigment, less eye color, less hair color. And eventually, as we will find out thousands of years later, there will be a nation formed around these recessive traits that will later become known as the Europeans. And today, they are here. Behold their threatenings, as the book of Acts talk about. Anyway, Folks, again, you've been tuned to the Bible's on Network. Um, trying to wrap up here. I'm going to start to wrap up here as I talk about, finally talk about the foreigners. Um, there's a lot of little stories I have that I have experienced with foreigners. Um, I just wanted to, instead of talking about all these little stories, maybe I'll do a show where I will, but uh, like I say, if you are in a country and you only see through TV these white people, and they look different than people in your country. You're already going to have them in the in the they are different folder, so to speak. You're already going to have them set apart as being different. So it's going to be very easy to sell two stories. Either they are inferior or they're superior because they're definitely different. Their eyes look different. They got blue eyes, whereas the play have mostly brown eyes. They got blonde hair. Where it's the planet mostly have black and brown hair, they got this white skin, where it's the planet have more of a dark skin, uh, or even even some parts olive, like the Chinese. But white skin is very rare. It's only ten percent of the world population. This is after a whole pretty much seven billion people on the earth and pretty much white people have this destroyed literally a whole planet full of people. Millions, hundreds of millions are destroyed in South Africa, excuse me, South America, uh, North America, hundreds of thousands, of, actually millions destroyed in uh, North America. Uh, from the uh, slave ships coming from Africa to the, to the New World, if I can say that, uh, so-called New World, millions. And if those people could have lived, and there, there was other millions all around the world, but if those millions would have lived and had children and they had children and they had children, you're looking at a whole other planet. And if they would have lived, and I know some of them would have died and all that, they wouldn't be with us today, but their children would have multiplied. So you're really talking about a whole other planet that has been destroyed at the hands of so-called white people operating under this illusion of white supremacy. So I got a question for you. If that would be the case, there would be .000 whites if those people live. Now I know whites killed each other, but nowhere near the amount of numbers uh, in their wars in Europe than what they did all over the planet. So 
trying to say is if there was only point zero zero three whites, then what I'm saying would sound formal when I say that the Bible is pretty much people of color. So, to those listening to this broadcast and you find yourself a foreigner or you find yourself, when I say a foreigner, all I mean is you weren't born in the United States, you were born in some other country, and you find yourself in the United States and you may, you find yourself practicing some of this stuff I've been saying. And, uh, so you, you're you saying to yourself, I don't practice racism. I don't, or maybe, maybe you uh, don't understand what I'm saying, but you're saying you could have. You're saying, you know, if the Father led you here, <laughs> if the Father led you here, brothers and sisters, those of you that consider yourself foreigners, if the Father led you to this blog, there is a good chance, I guarantee you, what Brother Sitz is saying, he's right. You may not know it, but that don't mean you're exempt. And there's a good chance you're not practicing. There's a good chance. But what I'm saying humbly tonight is this. If you in your country did not do not see the glory of your countrymen and the glory of your nation just as powerful, equal to and in some areas mightier than the United States. If you don't see exactly what I just said, you don't have to do everything I say, but I'm saying if you don't see your country like that, how is that not white supremacy? Please help me out. If you come here talking about America, America is so great, so this, and you don't understand the reason why America is great and allow you to come here is because they're probably part of why your dollar in your country has fallen or your currency has fallen. Because they don't do business with you. You probably say, yes, that's true. That's because they're powerful. They're powerful because they strategically strategically have blocked you out of international talks, international uh, uh, courtesies. You know, as Noam Chomsky says so often, there's no such thing as international trade. He says trade is pretty much the U.S. dominating the waters. That's by the greatest minds, they say, of our time. <laughs> That's what they say. Brothers and sisters, listen. A lot of foreigners are here because of white supremacy. A group of men decided they're going to take over the world, strengthen the European countries, and all the other countries can just go to hell. And they secretly not do business with all types of countries the world where dark skin is the majority. That's white supremacy. So a lot of you come here talking about this so great. It's almost like this. It's almost like the U.S. is a humongous barn full of stolen goods. And everybody's coming to this country to get the stuff. Not realizing that the barn is full of 
stolen goods. It's it's stolen goods from your country. It's stolen minds, geniuses from your country, and those minds are courted by the West, brought to the U.S. and Europe, used, and 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 these. Young people are so impressed. They just live in America. They stay here. This same America you saying number one, is not interested in placing those same minds back in their homes to better their nation. So this country you call it number one is constantly raping your country of resources, places at the negotiating table, treaties, future treaties or would-be treaties or any type of incentive that nations normally would get, European nations would get or America would get, you know, voting power at the UN or, you know, proper um, deals or help from the World Health Organization or the World Bank where they're not trying to uh, 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 force your country into debt you can't pay like the African countries and then try to control them when they can't pay the debt. This is all a part of why this country is number one, and you can't see that. Then you come here and you see this African American and you say, why aren't they educated? Why aren't they this? Why aren't they that? This is. And I just got a notice from Blog Talk that those of you that's listening online, if you want to keep listening to the show, You've got to call the phone number, so y'all know what to do. Call the phone number, 914-205-5590. Call the number so you can continue listening, because I'm going to roll over just a few minutes. But many of you say, yes, this is this country. And you talk bad about people like me because I'm not grateful or I'm not blowing the horn or, or, or tooting, the toot, tooting the horn for America. I'm not stupid. I see the greatness of America, but I see dark-skinned people or people that's not white, so-called white, since we're talking about this illusion of colors, uh, people based on color. I'm using the same argument to diffuse what the lie is about. The lie is that white-skinned people are superior and whatever they do is number one and whatever they do is top. And I'm just saying a lot of times what you, when you see what you call number one, you're looking at your own nation contributing nation being what it is. And I don't know that I would call that nation number one if it goes around and steals all the great minds throughout the world and find a genius in, in, in Chad or Nigeria somewhere, they'll go and court that person and bring them to the states and treat them like royalty. Often, if they don't want to come, they'll just keep them where they're at and just pick their brain there. You got the peace corps that go all over the world, just pretty much stealing ideas. They come in peace, but they really are stealing ideas of how to farm and how to treat land and agriculture and just different things. They were, you know, where they negotiating with different countrymen countries all over the world, again, the Peace Corps, you got kind of like almost like a spy kind of a program, but they say it's equal with sharing ideas. I'm just saying America 
it may be number one in one respect. I'm not stupid. But you got to look at why and how it got there. Because once you see that, you probably wouldn't use that, that, that phrase as number one. Because it's just a collaboration of great minds. And most of, a lot of those minds are non-white people. And if they're not enough, and let's just say you find out that there's only a few Africans or a few non-white people making this big engine number one, and most of the mines come from Europe, you got to ask yourself this question. Why are the, uh, 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 is there any efforts by the West to make sure that Africa don't get the bright mines, or there, is there some kind of suppression going on? You know, because a lot of y'all think, you know, I even hear a lot of Africans say they go to Paris or they go to European countries to get an education. First thing you think of is the education is not there in Africa. That's not true. That's not true. Again, a lot of the innovations and bright minds come out of Africa and are taken to the West. And then, of course, then they spend their talent there. And so now all these whites know some things. Okay, now if you get that, go throughout the whole world like a vacuum, vacuum in all the great minds, of course the education in the West is going to be strong. I'm not stupid. But just to put down your own country as though it cannot produce great minds, I don't, I don't know about that. I just don't believe that, okay? I'm going to use a scenario with football, and uh, y'all see what I'm saying. I don't know how much a lot of y'all are into sports, but in sports there is a team in college called Ohio State. Ohio State have placed more people in the pros than any other college. But what Ohio State does is something that some people call unethical. They literally go around the whole country getting the best of the best of the best. And they're able to bring them to Ohio State in a little old town that don't offer much and treat them like royalty. They get television coverage on almost all their games and they can almost get a free ticket to the pros if they're good. So what Ohio State does they always make the playoffs or the big game almost every year. Now, you can say Ohio State is number one. That's what they say in this country. Ohio State is number one in most cases. But really and truly, does that? What does that mean? If Ohio kept all of its athletes in that one state, and every state just kept their own athletes, you think Ohio State would be able to say they're number one? Do you think Texas will be able to say it's number one? Do you think, no, Ohio State wouldn't be dominating? No Tex- no state would be dominating if they kept it on. That's what I mean. So who's number one? Nobody is number one. It's just whoever gets the most number one people to come to their country or state, that's who's going to win the championship. But can you really say that some kind of way Ohio State is superior to the, to the colleges in Texas? No, you can't say that. You can just say that it recruits the best of the best. That's kind of what I'm saying with the nations of the world. I don't know that it's even proper mental etiquette to say Ohio, uh, that America is number one. I just don't know that it's, it's, you should say that. It just sounds wrong. I don't know that you should, number one, accomplish country should be competing. 
I don't know this is a healthy thing for other countries to hear that America is number one. I don't think know that children with minds and, and, and with, with, with potential need to hear that some other country outside of theirs is number one. It's just it's just it's just vain talk. Somebody say, You cuckoo. You crazy to think America's not number one. Again, the show is aimed at white supremacy. What happens is they paint the whole country white. And when you say America's number one, it's white men, white males, white people, white culture getting the glory. Americans. So then it becomes that Americans are number one. Then it becomes America's number one. And that's not true. And when they say Americans, everybody don't think necessarily of all ethnic groups. I mean, sometimes we do. depends on how it's used. We start talking about technology and power and might. A lot of times, we, if we be very honest, we think of white males. So foreigners, I just want to, again, warn you. If you don't think of your country equal to, and in some cases better than the U.S., you are practicing white supremacy. If you sing black people any less than whites in mind, potential, just if you see them any less than whites, you're practicing white supremacy because you're listening to the narrative that they want you to listen to with regards to us. And we ain't stupid. Uh, we, and I don't know if I can group myself. Uh, I'm not going to group myself based on the color. I'm going to group myself as an Israelite because I believe African-Americans are an Israelite. And I think the Father will have no 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 beef with me grouping uh, uh, us as a Israelite so long as I'm not approaching him in that fleshly identity. But for this conversation, argument's sake, I can say we as a people, or we are a people, based on Israelite culture, not on something as weak as dark skin. But as Israelites, I just want to say to the foreigners uh, listening to this show, because again, we're talking to uh, this show is dedicated to the portion of the book. I mean, this this show is, is, is elaborating on the portion of the book where I talk about foreigners. Now, I go a whole lot deeper into this than I have done tonight and maybe we'll have to do a part two because a lot of the show wasn't talking about foreigners at all at all. So I'll probably do a part two. But I just want to just uh just put it out there that it is I think worse in the foreigners than in white supremacists, worse in the foreigners than in African Americans because again, um, we have this relationship with so called whites. We as African Americans have this relationship with whites where we are already expecting racism. They, exp- they know we're expecting it, and a lot of whites are trying to be on their good behavior. Uh, are they trying? You know, and, and, and they know that a lot of times when we, when we say racism, they are wrong. Uh, not all the times they agree with us, but they know it. Foreigners is clueless. I've talked with so many foreigners, it just broke my heart how ignorant they are of the war that's been going on with blacks and whites in this country. Uh, why? Uh, black people are angry. I know a lot of people don't know that, but uh, a lot of whites don't know 
there, but a lot of them foreigners have no clue of why, how whites really feel about us, or how, um, actually they do know how whites feel about us, because that's how they feel about us, but they don't know how, they don't know the, the, the so-called black explanation, or the black side of the story, or the so-called African-American side of the story, of what's really going on in our hearts, and why we do the things we do, and why we are at the bottom of every tiny aspect of life in America. They just look at this education system and say we're lazy and start saying all the things that so-called whites say. And it's, it, 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 it's, it's a pain. I tell you, when a lot of these foreigners act this thing out, it hurts so bad because they're so clueless. Their ignorance of the situation a lot of time hurts worse than whites. It's crazy. It is really crazy how ignorant our ignorance can cause pain. Folks, got to wrap the show up tonight. I was kind of rambling, but not so much. I pretty much was on the same topic, but kind of went out some few little roads there, but I hope y'all was able to glean something from what I said tonight. I'm very, very serious, as I say so often, with these blogs. I'm really, really trying my best to wake up our people. It's very serious to me. Um, and I say wake up our people. Let me correct that. Not just wake up our people, as I said at the beginning of the show. Wake up our people first. Wake up our people first, and then all people. Because if I forget all people, I'm no longer biblical. I'm no longer following what the Father said, because the Father never was about just little old Israel. Neither should I be about little old Israel. Okay, Israel is just one nation of many. He wants the planet to turn to him. But Scripture does talk about how salvation to the Jew first and then to the Gentiles. So just like that Scripture I present this information, and I dedicate these, these shows to the Israelites scattered abroad, going through some of the horrific, most horrific pain ever. I come to bring a sense of identity, a sense of encouragement, a sense of uh, direction as the Holy Spirit leads me when he can lead me. I'm not always led of the Spirit. No, I'm not. That's a joke. But I'm trying. I do these blogs, and, and, I, and as I say so often, don't underestimate. Don't don't underestimate people that hear me and that take what I say and go and even tell it better than I'm telling it. Don't underestimate your brother Seth because I truly can speak things from the Father's heart. Better believe that. And I don't take a backseat to David, Solomon, Elijah, anybody else. If I'm on, I'm on. When I'm in the flesh, I'm in the flesh. I says when I'm on, I'm on. And guess what? So are you. So are you. Many of you are spending time with the Father, seeking his face, seeking his word, seeking his Ruach or the Holy Spirit. And guess what? When you're on, you're on. I mean, thus said the Lord, if it's from the Father, how are your word going to be any less than King David's? In some cases, you may be more pointed, more spiritual, and more wiser even than the patriarchs. Depends on how much you yield to the Father. The Father don't care. He don't, he don't take no. He don't care as far as 
whoever yield to him in whatever, it don't matter that you're born now and not thousands of years ago. They may have had a better shot at, at being more holy because of the lack of decadence, but I still think in this day and time he's using human beings just like you, just like you and I. So tonight's show was just an effort, a serious effort where I presented the show to the Father at the early beginning, and uh, I asked him for his direction, and I've sit here and shared and told y'all things that he showed me early on in my years of how I was into this idol worship. I've since tried to correct it, and uh, I think I've done a good job. I think I'm still fighting it, though, because no matter how much greatness I see in so-called dark-skinned people. Every day I'm bombarded with white supremacy and I have to see it and be around it and hear it and every once in a while one of those little arrows make it through my armor and, and, and pierce me. So I can't say I'm completely free of white supremacy. But I tell you this though, the fight is on. <laughs> fight is on. I declare war over it. It's idolatry. And everything, every sin has its place in the pulpit and in educational centers except white supremacy. It's just unheard of. People just don't talk about it. So anyway, brothers and sisters, there you have it. Again, I'm Brother Seth, uh, father of the Five Stone Network. I'm the founder, and I'm grateful that the Father gave me this vision or this uh, direction or this heart to start this network in 2011. We've done over 500 shows, brothers and sisters. Don't forget you can Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, and that first result that come up, just click on it, and you have over 500 shows, 21 pages of shows, and um, you even could, if you want to kind of uh, filter your search, you could even Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio in Hebrews, Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio Leprosy, Five Smooth Blog Talk Radio White Supremacy, of uh, same thing, and then you can uh, Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio. Here's a good one: New World Order, and hear about uh, most powerful people on our earth. And so, it's just a just an idea, just to give you some some other uh, ideas of other shows you can hear. Remember, this is our ninth show talking about this book. So just remember, uh, you can go back and listen. I talk about white supremacy from other areas and other areas of life. Those other shows I tried to on every show hit something new. Today, supposedly, man, about foreigners. I kind of didn't get it to the end, so maybe I'll another do another show. I think I will, where I really hit it, because foreigners really have become a problem. You know, white people are dwindling in numbers, uh, and there's this new breed of people with this same philosophy, don't have white skin at all, and it feels just as painful. That's why I told people, I tell people, I should say, that it has nothing to do necessarily white-skinned people. The only thing that has to do with them is that they benefit from it. Uh, in this philosophy, they are said to be superior, and they benefit. There's white privilege that come along uh, because of this philosophy. But anybody can promote it, all right? Anybody. So anyway, brothers and sisters, again, I'm going to uh, bow out. Again, I thank you for tuning in. Remember, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, Monday night, we have the, the, the crew with us. The Five Stone Network crew will be in the house. We'll be talking about current events. And then on Thursday, don't forget Thursday, there, there's an open forum. 
Y'all heard first right here on Five Sons on Network that I may have a special guest that you can't you um you can't miss. It's an old friend of mine. I think I think he's gonna come on. We'll see. Anyway, I wanna go out uh, uh with a song that I think I always try to put a lot in the first and in the last song. I always try to put a lot in the first and in the last song. And I just want y'all to really think about this song as we go out. Hopefully it'll be a blessing to you. And um just remember, brothers and sisters, uh, and I know I said white and black a lot, but brothers and sisters, it's a social construct. Nobody's white or black, uh, according to the Bible. And don't be offended by anything I've said tonight. White folks, you definitely shouldn't be offended because I've said it over and over and over. This is a concept. It's not an attack on you, per se. You benefit for a season. Then, of course, after that season, Satan calls you pain with his philosophy, just like everybody else. So, good night, everybody. I'll see y'all tomorrow night. Love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it.
Could never repay you, but I'm sold out. 